Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for the multitude of your blessings upon us, Lord. We thank you for your grace and your favor and your mercy and your compassion, Lord. We thank you for this time together in the Word, and we ask that you'll send your Holy Spirit to guide us in all truth and show us things to come, Lord. And we ask that you'll minister to each and every one of us our needs, God, and we get the fullness of the message that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study of the Word, and our focus this morning is continuing in the book of Acts. We are in chapter 25, and if I could, get a volunteer to read verses 13 through 27, please. I will. All right, LaCharles. And after some days, King Agrippa and Bernice came to Caesarea to greet Festus. When they had been there many days, Festus laid Paul's case before the king, saying, There is a certain man left a prisoner by Felix, about whom the chief priests and the elders of the Jews informed me when I was in Jerusalem, asking for a judgment against him. To them I answered, It is not the custom of the Romans to deliver any man to destruction before the accused meets the accuser face to face, and has opportunity to answer for himself concerning the charge against him. Therefore, when they had come together without any delay, the next day I sat on the judgment seat and commanded the man to be brought in. When the accuser stood up, they brought no accusation against him of such things as they supposed, but had some questions against him about their own religion and about a certain Jesus who had died, whom Paul affirmed to be alive. And because I was uncertain of such questions, I asked whether he was willing to go to Jerusalem and there be judged concerning these matters. But when Paul appealed to be reserved for the decision of Augustus, I commanded him to be kept till I could send him to Caesar. Then Agrippa said to Festus, I also would like to hear this man myself. Tomorrow, he said, you shall hear him. So the next day, when Agrippa and Bernice had come with great pomp and had entered the auditorium with the commanders and the prominent men of the city, at Festus's command, Paul was brought in. And Festus said, King Agrippa and all the men who are here present with us, you see this man about whom the whole assembly of the Jews petitioned me, both at Jerusalem and here, crying out that he was no he was no fit, not fit to live any longer, sorry. But when I found that he had committed nothing deserving of death, and that he himself had appealed to Augustus, I decided to send him. I have nothing certain to write to my Lord concerning him. Therefore, I brought him out before you, and especially before you, King Agrippa, so that after the examination has taken place, I may have something to write. For it seems to me unreasonable to send a prisoner and not to specify the charges against him. Amen. There's a lot in there. So, as is our custom, we're going to open up the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and to ask any questions that you have. So who would like to begin? I would. 
All right, Layla. I found it interesting. We see with um, Felix and Festus, both of their responses were very similar. Like when the Jews were bringing accusations against Paul, it wasn't what they thought it was. The Jews were making it seem like he was committing high treason against Caesar and um, trying to lead a group of assassins. That's what the commander thought um, to, you know, just cause trouble. And they thought it was an actual violation of the law, but under close examination when you really got down to the root of it as you say dad get down to the core of the issue they they were just making stuff up just to Mm -hmm. try to stir the crowd up and get what they wanted and that's a reflection for us today we should be closely watching ourselves and making sure that when we're going about our day and we're doing whatever it is that the lord asks us to do that we're not trying that we're not causing disruption and causing arguments to break out when there's no need for it and when we do look at a matter ask the holy spirit's opinion if felix and festus had have asked the holy spirit what he said about the matter he they would have found in 0.3 seconds that paul wasn't actually violating anything the jews were just jealous of him and trying to wipe him off the face of the earth and similar to what we do today we bring accusations against each other and we shouldn't um dad as you say there as you remind us there's an accuser of the brethren and he doesn't need our help he he does it all his own he's done it from well almost the beginning right yes well on his own he doesn't need any assistance and nor should we be willing or witting even unwitting participants in his schemes right and clearly i'm talking about satan or the adversary right yes but then uh, there's one thing i want to if you will correct what you were saying you said when we get into arguments right then we should bring it before the lord let's bring it to him first let run everything by the lord to get what he says concerning the matter and that, that's before we even judge or do anything right yes lord would just ask him lord what do you say about this what are your thoughts concerning it? What are your ways concerning it? And teach me so I can now come into alignment with, or we can come into alignment with his perspective. Because that's really the only one that matters. All right? Yes. But now, well, I'll, I'll just say it in this way. If we do that, if we are willing to do that, then what will happen? the Lord will be able to work in the situation and on our behalf and solve whatever needs to be resolved. And there's no harm done to either party. Exactly. No one needs to then apologize for things they said or did towards another brother or sister in Christ. And I'll say even greater than that, we just get to learn and grow and mature. Well, first spiritually, but also naturally in the Lord and in his, his ways so it can all be, I'll say, uh, corrected from the beginning if we would just choose to do that, choose to bring it before him, and then be willing to listen and do what he says to say and do concerning the matter, right? Yes. yes. So uh, other than that, everything was great. I, I enjoyed what you had to say. Lots of truth in that. Anyone else? Or do you have more? I'm done for the okay. second. Anyone else? I'll go. I had a feeling there. Charles, let's hear it, sir. 
Um, what the Lord was showing me here was that um, if we look back into into chapter 24, we can see that that's where the Jews first accused Paul before Felix. And we can see how their accusation changed. And first, when they were talking to Felix, they were saying he was disturbing the peace and inciting violence against it. But now um, Felix says they did not Felix. Festus says they just had some questions about Jesus. So as Leo was saying that they're finally getting to the root of it. It wasn't because he was causing um, disruption among the people, but it was because of his belief in how it conflicted with their own and how that is true in our own lives. We tend to think we're justified in our positions on a matter because we're ourselves. We, we think we know more than the other people, so it leads to a disruption. And how the same is true in the body of Christ. We look at each other and say, that's very different or we think we're different because we believe this and you believe that. And how in our own lives we're supposed to be telling and asking the Lord about every situation as you're saying, Dad. But also with it, listening to his response. It's not just, okay, Lord, I want you to back me up, Lord. Send some fire down when I'm ready. But it's listening to what he has to say. If he tells you to stop, stop. Don't say, oh, no, Lord, you don't know this. You don't know what they're saying, Lord. I will sort them out for you. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned the Charles about um, the Pharisees saying in the beginning that Paul was inciting violence and disturbing the peace to an extent they were right. They were disturbing the peace in their own lives and disrupting what they had held dear and thought was the way we see um, Paul later in Acts. And we see him in some other books as well, talking about how he was a Pharisee among Pharisees. And he thought that he had to persecute the followers of the way. That's Jesus of Nazareth. That's just what they called it back then. And he was with the Pharisees, but when the truth came, there was a little prick in his heart. And that's what these Pharisees are experiencing. The, the truth is coming. And think about how we feel when uh, dad will tell us something that you're doing this. And we're like, no, no, we're not. And dad's like, and he lays it out as a case and goes, examine the facts. Look at this. And then you're like, all right, okay, maybe I am doing that. And you, the human flesh doesn't like it. It shies away from it, but the spirit man, it, that's a more important thing that will be built up and encouraged. So as the Lord brings the truth to you and exposes things that need to be exposed, look at it for what it is. Admit, okay, Lord, I sin. This is an area that I need to fix and go on with it. But if you shy away from the truth and try to silence it like these Pharisees, the destruction and the peril that will be coming will be great. And well... The Lord doesn't want anybody to be destroyed. He wishes that none should perish. So we have to do our part, though. We do have a, a role to play. Uh, I love how you brought, both of you brought this up, right? The I'll, I'll just paraphrase it by saying nonsensical nature of this whole issue, right? And he says that, um, it's in verse 18, when the accuser stood up, they brought no accusation against him, that's Paul, all right? Yes. Of such things as he supposed. But they had questions against him about their own religion and about a certain Jesus who had died, whom Paul affirmed to be alive. So let's understand that in full. Because just like with Jesus, right, the whole point was about they tried to justify it under what they were doing and what the penalty that they wanted to inflict upon him. 
And they came up with this crafty, if you will, way of doing things. Right? Yes. But always pointing to the person. And here is no different. Yes? Yes. Same, 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 same. But it's here's the interesting part. These are the Romans. It's not their religion. It's talking about Judaism and Christianity. And, he's, and people that are looking at this objectively, just trying to get down to facts, are saying this, this case is odd. It's odd because while the people that are bringing the accusations, the accusers, are saying one thing, their actual issue is not about this person and what this person did or they claim that he did. It's with this whole other individual talking about Jesus. Yes. So uh, I think we need to understand that in full, right? Because what did Jesus say even about the those that um, gave him a cup of water? They did it unto him. Okay. They, well, they first asked, when did we see you thirsty and give you a cup of water? When did we do, you know what I mean, see you hungry yes. and give you some food? And he said, if you do it to one of these, even one of these little ones, these little children, you did it unto me. And we see that same exact principle here from the reverse side. You have people that because of their anger, and I'll say, let's just call it what it is, hatred of Jesus, of Christ, that they're willing to kill others in order to, uh, an attempt to silence the Lord, to silence Christ. You don't understand that in full. So what they're doing, even what did Jesus say to Paul? Are you kicking so hard against the goats? But he first said, why are you persecuting me? me? Well, it, never in, in Acts or any other scripture, if you will, do we read how Paul was the one that nailed Christ to the, to the cross, right? Yes. It, he wasn't the one holding the hammer coming down with the... <laughs> right? Okay. Yes. However, he acknowledges his part. Paul has come to a place in his life where he, of maturity where he can look at it and go, oh, yes, I did that. I did do that to the Lord, well, first and foremost, because the Lord said it, right? Why are you persecuting me? Even though he was doing this to Christ's body, the church, the bride of Christ. And we see the same thing happening here. So, it's important for us to get this as believers because, well, I'll say it. there's a slight difference here. We are walking with Christ. And while people don't necessarily see Christ as, as he did in this time, right? Yes. yes. Um, as we started the, the beginning of Acts, right? Of course, uh, Jesus is, ascends into heaven, right? Yes. So I'll say he's not walking around the earth in that manner. 
right? Where people can literally touch him and all those things like, like Thomas, right? Unless I yes. put my uh, fingers in the holes and my, my fist in his side, right? But it's through faith. No doubt the Lord is with us. And he lives and dwells in us and his hand is upon us. And it's because people can't see him physically to touch him. They see him through us, through other believers, those that are walking in him, that will remain in him and abide in him. So it is natural that natural-minded people would attempt to silence who Christ is coming through. So just understanding that in full. Yes, and also we have to realize inside of this section of Scripture that Festus also had a part to play inside of bringing about the Lord's will. And the Lord originally brought me to inside of Joshua where the commander of the army of the Lord was talking to Joshua and how at that section it said that the commander of the army of the Lord was to fight for them and how with um, the Lord fighting for them wasn't them just to kick back and do nothing, but they also had to play the part inside of what the Lord had for them in order to get the victory that they wanted to. And how inside of our own lives, we can't just try to, while the Lord does have everything, and we do have to realize that we still have to work out His will. And that's a part of us being inside of His overarching plan. Amen. Can you explain more? Oh, yes. Well, please do, sir. And how with the section side of... You can see that Lord wanted Paul to go to Rome to witness to Caesar and other people. And how in this section of scripture it said that Festus sent Paul to Caesar. If you read previously, it said that he should would go. And how he had, Festus had a choice to decide whether Paul went or not. And how Festus had to go along with the Lord in order to be a part of the Lord's plan and not just kick back and relax and think that the Lord's going to do everything and move us like puppets. Well, let's, let's examine that for a little bit, right? Because in this, Festus claims he's looking for an, an opportune time, right? To send him. And the reality of things, yes, Festus could have all but just put him on a, the next convoy out, right? Yes. yes. However, not unlike what we hear with Herod and John the Baptist, Clearly, he enjoyed listening to him. Right? Yes. yes. So what's happening? Festus is being ministered to. Okay. Seeds are being planted and sown. Others are being watered, right? Yes. yes. And now, Agrippa's here. And we've talked about this in previous episodes. Agrippa was one of the, the most trusted advisors and friend and, and a classmate of Caesar. So his opinion, he, I'll, say, I'll just say it this way. He has much influence, and his opinion, how he weighs out a matter, matters greatly. But let's also not forget, God is still God, and he's still on his throne, and he's in control. And everything happens in the Lord's perfect timing. Okay? Yes. yes. So Festus, Festus is not yet a believer. Uh, whether he comes to Christ or not, it, we don't know, Right? Yes. At least not this time. So, let's understand that 
yep, he's still being ministered to and always allowing that to happen. So it's not about him coming into the will of the Lord. He can only do that through receiving his salvation through Christ. The Lord's still going to work it out, even through unbelievers and those that are in opposition to him. Didn't that not happen with the Pharisees? They pushed for the Lord's crucifixion, which was his plan all along to be the sacrificial lamb for each of us to redeem us from death, sin, and the curse. Yes. Yes. No different today. The Lord's still working and moving on our behalf, both in the lives of believers and not yet believers. Yes. Yes. He's planting seeds and he's watering others and he's doing it through us so that the harvest can be brought in. Amen. 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 All right, well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, I just thank you for today. Just thank you for blessing us throughout our days, Lord, and just giving us the opportunity to hear directly from you, Lord, and that you speak to us, Lord, and give us the opportunity to do exactly what you want us to do, Lord. And, Lord, I also just thank you for ministering to us daily, Lord, so that we grow instead of you, Lord, and we, we don't remain stagnant, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org, click on Connect in the menu bar, and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.